Hi everyone, I'm Stephanie Harf, and you're listening to The World at Home, a weekly podcast for people who love to travel, love to eat, and are interested in recreating their favorite travel dining experiences at home. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how to host an amazing Italian feast for your friends and family, one that is inspired by a meal I shared with my husband in Europe. We'll discuss meal planning, sourcing ingredients, preparation, presentation, and more. I first got the idea for this podcast years ago when my husband and I took a really special anniversary trip to London. While we were there, we enjoyed some of the typical fare you'd expect to try in London. We shared an afternoon tea, had some great fish and chips, um, enjoyed some pub fare, you know, shared lots of really great meals. But there was one meal that really stood out. It was one day we were searching for a place for lunch and we decided to try something that we just sort of stumbled upon. It was a little unexpected. It was an Italian restaurant called San Carlo Cicchetti, where they served small plates. Now, according to their menu, um, Cicchetti are medium-sized dishes. They're typically served in bars in places like Venice. And you can make a meal out of them by ordering several small plates that can be shared between friends. Um, all of the dishes are freshly prepared and they're served at table side as soon as they're ready. And they recommend that you, um, you know, order about four or five dishes to share between two people. Now, for me, the problem was that when I looked at the menu, it was tough to pick only four or five things because everything sounded amazing. Um, they had a really wide variety of options. Um, everything from soups to crostinis, bruschetta, croquettes, arancini. They had a variety of different pizzas, um, a selection of different grilled meats and um, seafood, even vegetables. And of course, they had lots of house-made pasta, um, as well as some wonderful wine to wash everything down. In addition to all of that great food, it did not hurt that the restaurant was completely gorgeous. My husband sometimes jokes that I pick restaurants based on the way they look more than on how the food tastes, which isn't entirely false. Um, I do really like to try to marry the best of both worlds and have you know an experience where I'm able to enjoy really great food in a really beautiful setting with excellent service. So for me, that's always you know, what I'm shooting for. Um, but this place really fit the bill. It was beautiful. Um, we opted to sit at the huge marble and glass bar, uh, which was great because the bartender was able to recommend various wines that we could try to accompany the selections that we picked from the menu. And we had a really great view of this huge brick oven where they were making these breadsticks. And these breadsticks were unlike anything I'd ever seen. First of all, they were like three feet long. They were making them right there in front of us so we could watch them stretch this dough out and then they were twirling it up and putting it into the oven and so then they would pull out these huge tall skinny twirled breadsticks and they would put them in these big glass vases at either end of the bar and then they would serve them that way in the center of all the tables kind of instead of flour so it was really cool looking and we had a perfect view of all of that action so that was really neat. Of course, once we sat down, we asked the bartender for some recommendations. And so he helped us pick out some wine and then he started recommending some different options. 
we ended up starting with something simple, just some fresh um, bruschetta with some Sicilian tomatoes and garlic and basil, just really delicious and simple. Um, and then we ordered a selection of pastas. What I loved about it was clearly everything was made from scratch with fresh ingredients by this amazing, friendly Italian family. They're clearly passionate about what they did. Um, and it was all served in this beautiful setting with friendly but elegant service. So all in all, just a great experience. And, you know, as we were leaving the restaurant that day, I said to my husband, it would be so cool if we could recreate an experience like that when we get home so that our friends and family can kind of share in this wonderful experience. And so a few months later, um, we decided when we had an upcoming family birthday celebration that it would be the perfect time to, to try to recreate this great experience. Now, I have a confession to make. I love to eat, but I don't necessarily love to cook. I'm more of a source great ingredients and pull it all together in a beautiful presentation kind of a person. Um, and so I'm not gonna spend hours in the kitchen, you know, um, practicing different recipes or pulling together elaborate gourmet meals. That's just not my style. Fortunately for me, my husband does like to cook, and one of his best dishes is his marinara sauce. Everyone in our family loves it, so I knew that if we were going to host this Italian feast, then his sauce was likely going to be the centerpiece. Um, and then, of course, we love the idea of doing these small plates, so we knew we were going to have to pick a couple of other options to go along with his sauce. Um, and so we took inspiration from the meal that we'd shared, and we decided to include, you know, a couple of simple starters that I could assemble while my husband did a grilled meat dish and his sauce simmered on the stove. And then we could, you know, pull together a couple of pasta dishes. So that's, that's what we decided to do. Try to take inspiration from this more elaborate restaurant meal we'd had, simplify it a little bit, source some of the ingredients, prepare some of the ingredients from scratch, and just kind of pull it all together. Once we'd planned our menu, next we had to source our ingredients. So we decided to divide and conquer. I went to Tampa's wonderful Alacy Bakery and picked up some cannoli because I knew that would be great for dessert. And then I ran over to Publix and picked up a fresh loaf of Italian bread. I love the Publix Bakery. It's kind of hard to beat. Um, my husband went to Whole Foods, and that's where he picked up the meat and the produce and cheese. They also have a really nice selection of fresh pasta. It was important to me that we use fresh pasta because I felt like that would um, really make it so much closer to what we'd enjoyed in the restaurant, as opposed to just kind of the standard everyday dry pasta that you'd find in most places. And then we topped it all off with some wine from Ragushi Vineyards, which was another um, place that we discovered on another trip once when we went to Napa Valley. Once we returned home from sourcing all the ingredients, my husband got started on his sauce, which takes several hours to simmer on the stove. While he did that, I started pulling out all the serving pieces and all of the plates and napkins and you know basically everything that we would need to set the table and create a buffet. We decided to use small white plates, similar to the ones that we'd used in the restaurant, and simple but elegant white platters and bowls for serving, 
along with white linens and clear glasses. Getting all of that stuff out hours before your guests arrive just really alleviates a lot of stress. You don't want to leave all of that stuff for the end and that that's definitely something you can do hours in advance. So I would strongly recommend that. Um, next, I got started working on a simple appetizer that I knew I could make a few hours in advance. Um, just a simple caprese skewer. So I took long toothpicks and I threaded on some grape tomatoes and mini mozzarella balls and some fresh basil leaves. And then I drizzled it with, um, drizzled the skewers with balsamic vinegar. They're just really cute and simple and yet they're kind of elegant and they taste really good. So it was just a perfect little appetizer that I could prepare in advance. I just put them on a tray and put them in the refrigerator for later. Then I got to work slicing the loaf of Italian bread. Um, I sliced it on the diagonal and created just a nice little canvas for some bruschetta. Um, and that was very simple. Just br I just brushed the bread with some really good extra virgin olive oil from the same vineyard that produced the wine that we were going to be serving that night. And then I sprinkled on a pinch of Maldon sea salt before I popped them into the oven for about five minutes to toast. Um, and then later it was as simple as just topping the bread with some store-bought bruschetta topping, which was really easy. While I worked on the appetizers and my husband's sauce simmered on the stove, he went outside and grilled some chicken breasts. Um, and it was really great the way he prepared them. He sliced the chicken breast cutlets into these long thin strips. And then he took some fresh rosemary and he kind of diced it up and he combined it with some more of that Maldon sea salt. And he kind of sprinkled that over the chicken breast strips. And then he wrapped each one in a piece of pancetta. And then he grilled them outside on the grill. And it was perfect because they were these long skinny strips of chicken that people could easily cut through with a fork. So that was a really great addition to the table. And then shortly before our family arrived, we prepared two fresh pastas. So we did an angel hair that we paired with the marinara sauce. And then we did a really great fresh mushroom ravioli, which we paired with a little bit of truffle oil and some grated pecorino cheese. So we were hosting eight people for this party and we're lucky because our dining room table seats eight. Um, and I wanted everyone to feel really comfortable. So we planned to serve the meal family style with all the dishes running down the center of the table so that people could easily serve themselves. So it was a kind of combination of, you know, you're in the formal dining room, you have a large party, and yet it was just really comfortable and cozy. That's really the, the feel that I wanted everyone to have. I served the bruschetta on a large cake stand and I added some Italian parsley for color and texture. And then I served the skewers on a long tray and added some additional basil leaves around the perimeter of the tray. I just love dressing up platters with fresh herbs like that. It looks so pretty. I just try to kind of match the herb to whatever dish it's accompanying and it just always adds a little extra element to the table, sort of like adding some fresh flowers. I served both of the pastas in big bowls and then the grilled meat I served on another tray and I added some fresh rosemary sprigs there as well. We also added a nice footed bowl full of fresh grated Parmesan 
and some really nice salt and pepper grinders and pretty serving utensils. And then I think it looks really nice to use rustic linen napkins and table runners when I entertain. Um, and I like to create some levels on the buffet. So I stacked up a few large um, Italian cookbooks and I used that as a perch for one of the trays and it just looked really cute. So that was really nice having all of that kind of marching down the center of the table and it just made it easy for people to serve themselves. And then I like to set up a separate area for wine and dessert. Um, and so that way at the end of the meal, everybody has an excuse to get up from the table, kind of walk to a, a, another section of the house and kind of stand around and eat their cannolis more like if, as if they were at a cocktail party. So that worked out really well. As our family arrived, we invited each person to grab a glass of wine, have a seat at the table, and just sort of help themselves. And it was so fun. Everybody just kind of, you know, tasted all of the different dishes. Some people went back for seconds for certain dishes. Um, all of the dishes were a hit, even the things that were really simple. And that's what I loved about it. It, it felt festive and it felt in a way sort of fancy and yet it wasn't that much work to pull everything together. A lot of the ingredients were just simple things that we sourced and assembled. Um, you know, the, the pasta was freshly made, but we didn't have to make it. We just had to prepare it. It only takes a couple of minutes to boil fresh pasta. You know, the most involved um, dish that we served, I think, was probably the chicken um, and then my husband's sauce. But, you know, again, he makes that sauce all the time. It's not too tough. It's tried and true and everyone loves it. And so, you know, it was just a really nice meal and people just loved it, but it wasn't that hard to pull together. So I really hope that you're inspired by this. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode um, and that maybe you'll think about trying to recreate one of your favorite travel dining experiences at home. If you have questions um, or have any feedback, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. You can reach me at s.m.harf, H-A-R-F-F, um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode and, and hear any questions that you might have. Tune in next time when I'll be sharing my thoughts on hosting a wine and cheese party, one that's inspired by a trip that I once took to Napa Valley. Until then, thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.